Good evening and welcome along to the Three Amigos FPL podcast. I'm the Markle Curse and I'm joined today by my amigo Mars. You can find on Twitter at Mars05. Make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FPL. In this Getting to Know You mini-series, we've interviewed FPL managers from all over the world. It is our mission to let our listeners get to know the person behind the FPL accounts we interact with each week. To do that, we've come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. With the Amigos now, we have Andy who you should all know and love, of course, from his Twitter account, at Let's Talk underscore FPL. Andy, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FPL community? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, glad, glad to be invited. I'm not sure about ready to bear my soul, but we'll see how it goes. Got, uh, got yeah. a few, few answers lined up, so fingers crossed it's not too boring for you. <laughs> We've been looking forward to getting you on for a while anyway. So um, what we always ask, our first question is to describe yourself as a person in three words first. Yeah, I'd say I've actually probably got two things here. They're a little bit um, not hypocritical, but they kind of coincide with each other. So first of all, um, I think I would describe myself and a lot of people would as laid back. Um, just the most stuff just doesn't bother me. I just let it slide. You know, if there's stuff going on at work and everything's breaking, I'll be the guy. I'll be like, you know, what? it'll be all right. Just don't panic about it, um, which is obviously good for not getting stressed and stuff like that. But um you know, also, you, you almost don't care enough about stuff and you feel like you should care more. Um, you know, to give like an FPL example, you know, everyone goes um, nuts over the bonus point system. I think, yeah, it could probably do with some tweaks, but ultimately, I just I just don't really care about it. Um, just think there's other things to worry about in life. So laid back for sure. Um, and they're probably a bit of an introvert, like in, in kind of real life situations. Um, not that I want to be unsociable or anything. I just I just find small talk like this whole big pressure thing, even though everyone else is so good at it and it's, you know, it doesn't have to be anything massively over the top or, or whatever, but I just, I just can't get my head around small talk. So when I meet people who maybe aren't into, like when I meet FPL people, it's easy because you just talk about FPL, um, to like kind of get started, but anyone else, I just find it really difficult. So a bit of an introvert, although not completely unsociable. Um, it's probably a lot of people outside FPL think FPL managers are, um and then this one kind of coincides with the first one I'm a bit of an overthinker but um but for random stuff like not not things you'd you'd really think about like i'm quite into video games so you know if i'm playing like an online game or something i have to choose a class i'll think about that for hours on hours on end if i'm buying a house and my missus is like worried about where the money's coming from i'll be like yeah we'll just we'll find it from somewhere um so i overthink really random stuff um <laughs> Yeah, so like when we bought a house and I, when she said, you know, we're getting married, where's the money coming from? I was like, we'll, we'll get the money from somewhere. Um, we'll worry but about if, it. But if it's on. a level on a computer game, you think about it a lot more, right? If it's, yeah. a, if it's a play, you're signing for your team, you think about it a lot more. Yeah, I, no, I, I, see what, I see what you're saying. There's more important. Yeah. We think we, sometimes you spend more time on the things that actually mean less or not that important. But to yeah, you, I, I, over, I overthink small stuff. Yeah. And I'm laid back about really big things. So, from do, a stress you think, po- do you think the laid back bit and um, I'm surprised about the introvert, but the laid back thing, the fact that you don't care, do you think that helps you with the with the YouTube? Because sometimes I find people who put themselves like yourself on YouTube and get uh, like negative comments or get some people who just have to throw abuse for the sake of it. 
right? Because most of the time they're probably jealous because they can't do it. Do you think that helps you being laid back? You know, well, yeah, whatever. You say what you want. I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like nothing gets to me at all. Like if I was getting constant abuse, like, you know, you, you get accounts with way more followers than me that are probably getting, you know, a lot more, a lot more negative comments. I do see the odd one, but um, I'm just a big fan of the mute and block on Twitter. I just won't even entertain it. I just, mm. I just there's more to worry about in life than <laughs> if someone <laughs> does like the, the, fun, the, the biggest, like the funniest thing for me is, you know, I, I do it. I do a stream and a video every week. Um, you can tune in or you can, or you don't have to tune in. If you don't like it, then sure, tell me how I can improve it. But don't watch it again and tell me you still don't like it. Just don't watch. Like, yeah. And no one's yeah, forced yeah. to do it. So, yeah, I, I don't really I don't really worry about that stuff. It's just it's some random person on the Internet. I just block and mute them and kind of move on with my life, really. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, the, that's the way to do it, to be honest. Sometimes we can let people get to us. So, like you said, yeah, I agree with you. If you don't like you don't like my content you don't have to read it or listen to it i'm not always forcing you so it's, it's all good so uh tell us uh, as vague as you like where, whereabouts do you live or and w- what do you actually do apart from streaming yeah so some people think streaming is my full-time job which i wish it was but uh definitely not um <laughs> yeah so i live in galway so not um not too too far away from Dan, i believe um really yeah i'm in I galway don't... yeah I didn't know that at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't know that either. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm not not Irish, as you might be able to tell. I'm from uh, England originally, but I moved over several years ago just for just to try something new. Really, um, didn't like the job I was doing, um, and, and just moved over. I don't do anything exciting. I've heard some of the other podcasts. I think there's like analysts and finance people, and, and so that I just do customer support for a software company. So it's not really um, all that interesting. But I just it's much better than. What I used to do in England, which I hated, which is like a salesperson for curries. I don't know, oh. uh, yeah, like electrical company, or electrical retail. Oh yeah, it's, curries, of course, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Um, so yeah, just doing customer support and going, and kind of came over with the idea that um, you know, if it all went wrong, if I didn't like it, the UK is not that far to move back to, um, and just loved it. I've been here for years now. Met my um, fiance here. Um, got a house here now and stuff, so no intentions of moving away. I just love it. In this, Ireland. this this sounds mad. I I didn't I I it completely caught me off, Andy, because I didn't <laughs> think there was an ocean. But yeah, I 100% agree. As much as I am um, Galway born and bred, well, I'm not born. I was actually born in London, but I've um, lived in Galway pretty much all my life, except for a couple of years in Dublin. But um, yeah, Galway is a lovely town in terms of it's not too big and it's not too small and it's it's a lovely um festival kind of atmosphere when at least when the sun comes out it definitely is it's um it's nice but I'm not I'm de- I'm delighted to say geez we have to meet up sometimes so if, yeah, if yeah, I get a, if I get a pass like off the wife to get out for a night that'll be um that's have, sure. now, if you get now a pass from the wife we've... you have to check with me if we're recording or not and then you can go. <laughs> so two passes needed and then we'll meet up somewhere yeah yeah we'll do a live stream in the scaf or something okay. oh god yeah but, uh, the scaf <laughs> I know uh, tell us uh, how and when did you uh, first get into FBL uh, so this is my ninth season I believe now um, so nine nine years ago or eight and a half years ago whatever that works out at Um yeah, basically just um, a friend from school who, you know, one of those friends I don't even keep in touch with now, but um, was in the same kind of classes and stuff at school, just made made a um, a group, said, we're going to make a league, do you want to join? And 
just like most other people that play FPL, you just think, well, I know more about football than them. Um, I'm going to win this. Um, and, and that was it, basically. He invited me to elite, so I got into that. The first thing I did pretty much was, um, apart from making my team on my own, I kind of realized there was probably a little bit more to it than just thinking you know about football. Um, so I wanted to check out the rules and tactics and strategy and stuff. So I actually Googled um, kind of like, I don't know, fantasy football help or tips or something like that. Um, and back then, there was, obviously, wasn't all these podcasts and all these uh, websites and stuff. Um, so the, the main one would have been uh, places like Fantasy Football Scout. So I found that page in my first season, started posting there, and just kind of got addicted, to be honest, from that point. So it's thanks to Joe from my school, who I don't even talk to anymore, um, who really got me into it. And I've kind of not been able to get rid of it since. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Joe. Uh, without you, wouldn't be getting the content. So yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Cheers, Joe. Got to around one day. Great. So um, nine seasons. Uh, what's your highest ever finish? And also combined with that, what's what's your best memory? Yeah. So best ever finish, I think it was it's over two or three seasons ago. Now. I didn't write down exactly which year, um, but I finished in the top five k. So it was four thousand nine hundred and thirty-five. Um, so I'm always, I'm always a bit annoyed about my ranks. I feel like I've got that season in me to get that kind of top 1K, um, like elite rank, as I would, I would call it. So top 5K is good. I'm not kind of disappointed with that, but I've only done it once. And then my second best season was um, top 10K. But I've, I've barely finished outside the top 100K. So I've kind of got that those ranks where... That's consistent. Oh. And yeah, I would consistent. say I would say top 5 is, uh, is elite. Not that because my highest was in the top 5, but, you know, that's elite. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to get to the one. <laughs> top one K just has such a nice ring to it. It does, it um, does. I agree. But yeah, the best three number numbers there would be lovely. Yeah, triple triple figures, uh, triple uh, rank finish would be really nice. Um, and the best memory, I struggle. I'm, I'm really bad at just just remembering what's happened in all those seasons, like specific moments. But um, I, I wrote down kind of a few um, that kind of stuck out. So. One was just, every, again, everyone complaining about the bonus point system and stuff. I remember back in the day when it was man in the stands. And so when Blackpool come up to the league, it didn't matter what game it was. Charlie Adams was getting three bonus points before he even stood on a pitch, um, which is great having him in your team. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then another one, I got a little bit of a story, but the other one was, um, you know, don't get a defender in for a hit is what everyone says. And I bought Alfie Mawson in um, for a hit. And he scored a volley against Leicester, and I was watching the game, and like there was nothing better than bringing a defender in for a hit, um, and they go and volley in from a corner. So that was really nice. But my favourite one was probably from last year. Um, I don't know if you follow a guy on Twitter. I think he's called FPL Vinny. I think that's his. Um, I his reckon that's the name. Yeah. Vintage yeah. is it? Sorry. Not vintage, no. No, it's definitely that's Vinny. That's not his Vinny, real yeah. name, but that's his FPL handle. Um, right. He's basically a journalist. Um, so sometimes he goes to games and gets the team sheets in advance. And so there was a point last year, towards the end of the season, when um, I won't say everyone, but I was looking at getting Baines in. Uh, I think Everton were about to go on a good run, maybe around the blanks. Or something. I can't remember exactly when. Um, and I didn't know if he was going to start. And he was at that game and he messaged me and said, he's going to start. I've got a picture of the lineup. And he showed it to me. And then the team lineup come out at two o'clock and he wasn't in the team. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? You just told me he's a team. He's sending me this picture. He said, look, look, it's there. He said, Big Sam. I think it was Big Sam at the time. He must have changed the seat, uh, the team sheet um, just before just before kickoff or whatever. I can't remember who he put in instead. Um, so that was a nightmare. I bought him in for a hit, I think. 
Uh, but the nice thing about that story was that um, Adam, his name is, FPL Vinny, um, he got me a t- the team sheet from the day, obviously with Baines not in it, and he got it signed by Leighton Benz. So that was... Um, <laughs> and, and next week he got a 12-pointer after that. So it was a nice little all-round story. So that's probably my favourite FPL memory. That's from last season. Brilliant. So I've still got that team sheet now, signed by um, Baines himself and uh, Coleman too, actually. Oh, nice. Yes, nice little keepsake for FPL. I'm actually looking at his um, at his page, FBL Vinny, at the moment, Jan, it mentions, uh, use my info at your own risk, exclamation mark. So yeah. he's, not, he's, not, he's not one of these guys, he's in the nose that um, takes himself too seriously. No, so, definitely not. And, like, he was a bit, he was a bit, and he, like, he was not upset, but he was kind of saying to me, I'm really sorry, I, was like, I, I don't care, it's just one of those things, like, any other day you could have given me the right team sheet and would have been happy days. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, tell us, what is it you like most about the game and what do you dislike most? So I'm looking forward to hearing an experienced manager like yourself, your your opinion on this one. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, there's loads of stuff to love about it. I think and you can probably flip this both ways, but it makes sometimes it makes boring matches or matches you don't really want to watch. Um, it can make them a bit more exciting if you've got a player in it. But on the flip side, sometimes you watch matches you just never would. Um, like Huddersfield or Cardiff yeah, or something. Or like Wolves, that. Newcastle last night, uh, forcing my wife to sit through watching a Monday night football match like that and going, yeah, no, because I have to see if Jimenez is going to do anything for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that can really make you dislike it. And you do wonder why you're doing it some, uh, sometimes. But uh, I think yeah, to love it is like, you know, being competitive against your friends, um, even against people you, you didn't know. Um, I've met loads of people through FPL, um, you know, which and no one I've met has been. Um, anything but a great guy um so yeah i've really enjoyed meeting new people and, and obviously like building the youtube and channel and stuff it's youtube and, and twitch and that's something i'm I'm quite interested in through video games and stuff so um, i almost use it as like a something to kind of challenge myself and put myself um into you know outside of my comfort zone being on camera and stuff like that um you know it was it was all new to me and i was you know pretty nervous about doing it. i feel like i've grown at doing that got a bit more um you know, a bit better at it, a bit more confident. Um, so I like this giving me that opportunity. So that and, and to kind of just compete and get to know loads of people, um, really like it. And then, yeah, dislike is, you know, sometimes you watch games that you, you really shouldn't. Uh, and I've kind of toned this down over the years, but, um, you know, often it can just play on your mind for like the whole week. Um, you're worried about a transfer or a move you made. Um, I, I don't tend to do that so much now because I kind of go back to being laid back and just think, what's the point? I can't change a decision I've made. Um, if I made it with the right intent and the right logic, then so be it. Um, but yeah, that, that can definitely get you at times. And, you know, you've heard people talk about it recently that, um, you know, it just, it just ruins people's weekends, um, at times. And again, I, I've probably had that in the past and not so much now. I don't really know how you get over that. Um, I just, I just think, you know, as I've got older, kind of got family and stuff, I just don't, as, as much as I'm really invested into FPL, obviously, because I do a YouTube channel and stuff, um, I also feel like I can really just sit back and ignore it at times. Um, mm. but yeah, if, if, if that, if the game does it to you, then yeah, that's definitely something I dislike. I think that's what, um, it's one thing we do mention that I know the scout did a good talk on mental health because I know some people do get affected by it where it literally does affect their well-being and they're kind of they feel seriously unhappy i know like the, the if you get a certain amount i definitely have learned from i think perspective gives you a lot of things if you've had a bit of hardships or difficulties in the real world 
be at the perspective of how li- how little it actually matters what number you finish in some game when like for the vast vast majority of us will never win it like so it's uh it's one of those things but I um, I know that I was sitting for instance in the cinema on um, Sunday there and I was um, I was watch keeping an eye on live score in the Man City match and I kind of had a half of a notion that Chelsea might do something to put a put a halt to City. But not only were they not doing it, I was seeing Aguero's goals coming in all the time. Yeah. And I literally was, I subconsciously was putting my head in my hands and kind of oh, going like that. And my wife was going across going, are you okay? Are you okay? She literally thought there was something wrong with me that I was, that I was having a, fa- a, a bad pain or something. But it was, all it was, was, yeah, I sold Aguero that week and the fuck was coming in with three goals. And, uh, she was looking at me going, are you mad? That is what you're actually bothered about. But, uh, these are the things that they can affect you a bit, but as long as it doesn't affect you too much, it's um, as long as you do realize it's just a game, um, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, no, agree, agree. Sometimes if it, that's, if we're human, it will get to us. But sometimes I try, mm. I, I, I slap myself in the face or something if I, I realize that not literally, but you know what I mean. If I realize yeah, I I'm think- think, overthinking it or worried too much about something that you know I can no longer control or whatever it happened, you know, you just move on. Um, yeah, I think um, if you ever want anyone to slap you in the face, just ask me, Mars. <laughs> have a queue of people ready, will they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, if you're the boss at FPL uh, for one day and you can change the rule feature in the game, what what is it? What would you do? Yeah, just one is tough. Uh, obviously, there's you know bonus points, chip change you could do. I think the one I would do um, at the moment. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure where I land on um, introducing kind of defensive midfielders and stuff because I think yeah, just waiting for a tackle or something is not as interesting as waiting for a goal or assist. So I'm not too bothered on that front. Uh, but I quite like the way. I don't know if you've ever played the dugout game. Um, that's more like a, a draft game, but they have. Um, no, I, I have. I haven't played dugout. Have yeah, you no, no, I haven't either. Yeah, it's pretty good. If you want to play draft, then it's um, it's a pretty good game. But the one thing they do in it is um, you, you could buy someone like Sterling and you can set him as a midfielder or a forward. And I think the problem FPL have got at the moment is a lot of teams have gone to kind of one striker. So they can't, you know, they've got that decision about players like Hazard and Salah. Do they put them as a forward or a midfielder? You know, arguably after this season, Salah should become a forward probably. Uh, but it's still a tricky one because they're not necessarily out-and-out strikers. Um, so that lets you put them as a midfielder or a forward. And I think sometimes um, in FPL, we've got that massive gap between the 11 million strikers and the kind of 6, six million when nowhere in between. And if you could start interchanging midfielders as forwards, but they get forwards points, I think that could work nicely. Now, the, obviously, the problem if I was the FPL bosses, I think, well, that's going to make it a bit more difficult for kind of casual players and um, it might be a, a harder way to get new players into the game. But I think for those of us that are really into it, it becomes a different kind of strategy then. You know, you've got, you can get Sterling in as an extra forward, but obviously you're going to get a few less points for goals, but maybe some more bonus points. So it adds a little bit of an element there. So I think that would, that would kind of, um, stop that gap between the kind of six million forwards and the 11 where, you know, you get some nine, eight, nine million Firmino guarding, et cetera, but it's just not as many as they usually are for midfielders. Mm. So you can see you've put your thinking, you've put the time in thinking about that, Andy. I like it. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, a cool thing, I think, in dugout. Yeah, no, definitely. I I do like draft. I originally got into fantasy football was draft NFL games. And that's what I came across to the Premier League was playing draft games as well. 
But uh, the you know, an FBL was kind of it seemed a bit daft to me when you're trying to play in a leaderboard of the size of what it is. But it's um, it has grown on me over the years. But uh, yeah, no, definitely that's great. Um, tell us, you've described yourself as an as a person in three words earlier on, but describe yourself as an FPL manager. Yeah, so I, I definitely think laid back still. Um, if, if there's a decision to be made and I'm just waiting on more info or something, I will just sit back for the week and, and make the decision on Friday or Saturday usually. Um, and uh, and along with that, I'm, I'm pretty patient. I think, um, you know, if something's happened, like an injury, then laid back, I think oh, I won't worry about it. Patience-wise, again, um, if I've had a bad week, I think one of the worst things you can do is decide on your transfer straight after a bad week. Um, now, at the start of the season, I think it's slightly different because um, you get those players who are informed that no one's predicted, slightly different lineup. Someone starts who we didn't know, um, and maybe a player you've picked is on the bench and it looks like it's going to stay that way. I think that's a little bit different. But once you get past the first few weeks, I think being patient is key. Um, and we've seen it loads this season with um, kind of injury news on the Friday night or Saturday morning with Wilson, Aubameyang recently, Vardy. Um, so I definitely, definitely think I'm patient when it comes to FPL. I wasn't when I started. That's definitely something that's um, kind of growing. And I, I, you know, price rising and stuff is just not something um, I tend to bother myself with unless it's unless it's super, super tight. Uh, and then again, something I never used to be when I first started, uh, which people would say makes me a much more boring manager. So I'm quite risk adverse these days. Um, you know, I see people. And I almost envy them, to be honest, who who go just for a complete punt. It's not even necessarily differential. It's someone that no one has thought about, might not even do that well, but they kind of like the player or it's a player on their team or something like that. Um, and they'll go for that punt. Um, but I'm just quite risk adverse. I'll go for the safe players most of the time. Um, you know, I got players like Jimenez and Doherty this season quite early, um, game week five, which was nice, but they still weren't completely risk adverse. Uh, sorry, risky moves because... Doherty was only 4.4 million. Jimenez was just in instead of Ing. So, um, yeah, I'm quite a risk-averse player. And I think that's why I tend to get fairly okay ranks, although, again, not completely elite ones. Um, so, actually, I, I probably think I should probably be a little bit um, riskier if I want to push for that higher rank. So, yeah, laid-back, patient, and risk-averse, I would say. Very boring. Mm-hmm. Not boring at all. Not boring at all. So, obviously, nine years in, uh, target probably changes but what is your target now in each season in FBL and do you have any mini league cash or otherwise that you look at first or are you an all man so again this is, this has kind of changed as the seasons have gone on um, I, because I started posting on Fantasy Football Scout again FPL Twitter and stuff wasn't really a thing when I first um, started playing FPL so it was, it, most of it was on Fantasy Football Scout and, and back then obviously there was less players it wasn't kind of 6 million people you were fighting against it was more like 3, 3.5 um, and over there top 10k was always the aim that's always what people aim for now I didn't really care about rank at that point um, I was mostly about mini leagues my mate's mini league there's a bit of money on it um, not a huge amount of money to be honest but um, decent enough but I kind of just kept winning that um, most years and then as I started doing YouTube and stuff and getting into Twitter I started caring more about rank um, although I have just found out that one of my mates has overtaken me for the first time in like two or three years in this league so I'm a bit annoyed about that so I'm suddenly starting to look at the the middle league a bit more um, but yeah I, I don't tend to look at middle leagues that much um, I, I, I am concentrating on rank because it, it is a content creation thing because I will get asked what my rank is 
every season. It doesn't matter whether I do good or bad or get asked what that rank is. Um, and there's a part of me that just wants it to be good because it's just going to be less negative comments for me. Um, there is kind of that, <laughs> there, there, there is that stigma that, you know, if you're, if you're, no one calls themselves an expert, but people will call you that. Um, and you know, you get laughed at. Well, why are you at 200k at this stage of the season? You're supposed why to. Why are you telling me anything about it? Yeah. Exactly. Now I, I set up my stream as we'll talk about it in a second, but as just something so I could just talk about FPL because that's what I like doing, not to kind of be some guru. I say that in all my streams. I don't know everything. There's plenty of managers that know more than me. Um, I've got the experience of kind of knowing the the little ins and outs of FPL, but I'm not going to get everything right. No one does. You can see how many kind of. Um, like top tier managers are having a struggle this season. It just happens to everyone. Um, so I do concentrate on rank, but uh, I'm fully aware that it doesn't make or break you what rank you finish every season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I know that when you're given advice, like your friends can pass you. That's what I, that's my problem. I've been given Mars advice now for, for a good long time and I'm seeing him kind of slowly creep towards me. What so, do I make? Um, I'm debating, actually, I'm debating calling off the podcast from now on, Andy, and not bothering doing the podcast. <laughs> Just keep all that, keep all that knowledge to yourself and get the win. Exactly, one, of, yeah. one of my mates actually nearly won it one year. Um, he was like, he was number one for 17 weeks of the season, and uh, he lost it in the last kind of two or three weeks. And every week, he would message me on a Saturday morning to kind of. He was making the decisions, but he just wanted someone to run it past. Um, yeah, and he just missed out. He finished eighth, never played again. Said he'd never get that high again. That oh, it. sick, sickener. <laughs> um, the uh, tell us what's the um, what is the thing? Of course, you must do before each deadline. So, is you you've mentioned, of course, that you probably do the kind of rounds between podcasts and data, etc., and listening to um, listening to pods. But um, what's what's the what's the main thing that you will not miss doing any week, regardless of even if you're on holidays, if you're on your honeymoon in a while, Andy. And your what? What is the one thing that you'll definitely do before the uh, before any deadline? I I don't really have anything that I do every week. Um, the one obviously I'll I'll make sure my subs and stuff are in order, like on a Saturday morning, no matter where I am. So I went on holiday um, in the summer and I, on the last season, I think it was, and made sure to check that. And I I will do that three, four, five times. Press save team, go back, refresh, make sure the subs are in order, captains in the right place. Um, but I don't really have. Um, like a go-to that I have to do before the deadline, mostly because I will do most of my research before Friday and Saturday. I don't usually want Friday and Saturday to be the the time where I'm making big decisions and suddenly having to listen to a podcast or read a few articles because um, at that point, kind of brains scrambled and all over the place. Um, so I try I try and listen to as much stuff as I can or read as much stuff as I can in the build-up to Friday and Saturday. But at that point, it's really just confirming my transfers and triple, quadruple check-in that my my captains and stuff in, are in order. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my Saturday morning. Not a bad Saturday morning, to be fair. It's a little, a little uh, stressful when you do that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I try and make all my decisions. In fact, sometimes I set up, well, I make my decisions um, Friday night, so I'm just relaxed. Um, although I've learned that I should check my team um, because after benching Madison, mistake that's never gonna happen again <laughs> well when andy said about uh checking the lineup of the subs and so on that's exactly what i thought Mersey. So, yeah, listen know, to I'll, this I'll this is what you should do bro yeah I'll be, i normally do that's the funny thing <laughs> yeah, uh, right. yeah yeah so um we, we we talk captain so i'm gonna jump on to um do you have any players that um 
or teams. So we know you you support United, right? Now, yeah. how do you feel about obviously cheering Liverpool players on? Because I'm sure you have you have them in your team or City players. It must be painful for you right now uh, having to because obviously they're the best attacking players sometimes even the best defensive. And you're having to cheer them on now United are coming back. But is there any no-go players because of the United or, or any players with history in FPL for you? Yes, yeah, so I try not to have any no-go players or any grudges because, um, you know, a lot of people talk about being flexible and adapting. And I think once you do that, once you completely rule someone out for something they did in the past, then I, I don't know. I just don't think that's a, a good way to go about it. Obviously, yes, we, we kind of have these memories like for example in the first season with triple captain um i basically left it so that i was using the triple captain in the second double game week and there really wasn't that many options um and i put it on andy carroll and he got three points which was nine total um so that is a bad experience with him and i i remember like um getting remy in for chelsea because he was a backup striker at the time and he and i can't remember who the main striker was but they were injured at the time and it just did nothing. And that, that didn't necessarily mean that I ruled Remy out, but it does make me think about how good backup strikers actually will be. Obviously, when Rashford came in this season, that was a totally different um, case. But when Lorente comes in instead of Kane, that's slightly different. Yes, Spurs might have good fixtures, but you've got to think, will he play all the time? Is he really going to be as good as Kane? Will they just look to get the ball to someone like Son or Ali instead? Um, so I don't I don't hold grudges against those players. Um but those memories do do stay with you, and I try and learn from it, but not completely block them out. Like, I, could I get Andy Carroll again? Maybe. Will I triple captain him ever again? Definitely not. Well, Andy, I was a follower of uh, Andy Carroll triple captain, so I feel your pain. I don't think it was the wrong decision. It just didn't work our way. That's 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 what I keep telling myself. Probably what you're learning there from the Andy Carroll thing is it's um, not necessarily the player you'd have something against to be making that kind of a decision on somebody like Andy Carroll. In future, it's more of a system, a system error we made rather than the player error. But, um, yeah, no, let's move on to the next question, which is what do you like best about being part of the FBL community? So tell us about your YouTube channel of streaming and how did it start? And of course, your work with uh, the scout cast as well, which we're big fans of. Yeah. So I, I mean, the YouTube channel came about from, um, I basically, like, I think I kind of mentioned it earlier. I'm, I'm really into video games and, I've always had kind of a fascination with people that got YouTube channels and Twitch channels. And um, fun fact, I actually had a gaming channel on YouTube um, years ago, probably six or seven years ago. I won't tell you what it is. If someone finds it, I'll be impressed. Um, and I just always wanted to do that. Uh, but I was never very good at games, not that great at editing either, to be honest. Um, and so one night, I think, I don't know if my missus was ill or something, she went to bed early and I was up and I was going to stream games and I just couldn't get it to work. Um, so, but I could get the software to work, but not the game. So I thought, you know, I just, I just put up a stream and talk about FPL. Um, and if you go back and watch that first stream, like I always say to people who watch my current streams, if you think these ones are bad, go back and watch that first one. I was so quiet and nervous. Um, but about 45 or so people came in to watch. Um, and that kind of got a bit addicting. I was like, why are 45 people watching me? I'll do another one and see. And it's kind of 60 people, 70 people. And I just kept doing them. Um, and it just grew from there. Really, I just enjoyed doing it. Like I said, I, I don't see myself as some guru, know it all. There's plenty of other managers that know more than me. But I just like sticking a stream up and just chatting to people in the stream. Um, if they if they want to talk about something that's not FPL, if they want to talk about biscuits or music or games or something, then we'll chat about that for five minutes and then go back to FPL. 
Um, so that's kind of how that started, and it's just kind of grown and grown and grown, really. Um, and then the Scoutcast stuff was, I, I still think I was mostly on there for reliability, to be honest. Um, it, back in the day, it was just, it was um, kind of John C. Mark and Granville. And then um, I'd been posting on Fantasy Football Scout for ages, became a moderator on there, and they kind of um, they kind of put a thing out to say, do any moderators want to come on? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go on at one point. And again, it was kind of like the YouTube stuff. Um, I did the Scout, I did Scoutcast first, but it was kind of getting out of my comfort zone to do a podcast um, and be live on video. And so I did it one week, and then because uh, Granville couldn't make it, and then he was back the next week, and then the next week he couldn't make it again. So they just got me back on. Um, because of other stuff Granville was doing, he just couldn't make it most weeks. So I basically, because I was reliable, that's so I could tell myself, I was reliable and could make it every week. They kept inviting me back. So I just grew to love it and love it. And the only reason I've stopped recently is because um, it just takes up so much time. Like a lot of people, you know, you guys probably do podcasts and stuff like once a week. I'm streaming twice a week. I'm making a video as well. And then to do the podcast on top, that can sometimes be like four nights of FPL stuff. Um, it, it just became a lot. Um, so that's basically why I stopped. No hard feelings. There. I've been back on since, but um, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And I, I often actually, I was going to ask, ask you on the pod was um, was how on earth you find the time to do all of the content you do because like we do one night a week, and sometimes we get into a bit of strife over. Well, Mars doesn't really because Mars is, uh, is James Bond, so he travels around the world. <laughs> so yeah, he's in a hotel room, but. I sometimes do get the daggers from um from from Mrs. B when when I arrive up to bed at half eleven at night, having having Mars's voice booming around our house for for the whole night, you know. But it's uh, <laughs> like when you're doing that many nights, how do you actually get away with it? You must have a very very uh, forgiving partner. Yeah, she's very supportive, and, and to be honest, um, like she knows I enjoy it, so she doesn't mind. And obviously, on nights when I'm not doing it, I try and try and be around and not necessarily out playing computer games all the time. Although that doesn't always work out like that. Um, <laughs> but like I've I've kind of like I'll be honest. I you know if you watch on YouTube, someone like um, FPL TV or FPL Tips, their editing is insane, and I just don't do that for my videos. Like for me, um, they are much better at doing that. I don't even try and compete. I stick a camera on and just talk. Um, and I've actually got it down now so that I can do most of it in one take. Um, I've got all my notes, so just do it in one take. Uh, and then when I'm kind of putting it together and rendering it and uploading it and stuff, I'll be downstairs. So I'll let that happen in the background. And the streams, the, the good thing about the streams, which is why I think when I started doing them, um, they weren't really done that often, but now a lot of people are doing them because you can just click it on and go. And then once you click stop, it uploads to YouTube automatically. So there's no extra work. So if you stream for an hour... Yes, obviously you don't have the beauty of being able to edit it. If you say something wrong or, you know, someone asks you a question, you generally don't know the answer, then you've got to be honest about it. Um, obviously the beauty of a podcast is you can do the research because you know what you're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, once you finish that stream, I mean, it's, you know, there is still some setup to it, but you're on for an hour and that's it. You turn it off and it should, unless you have problems like I am at the moment, upload straight to YouTube. So yeah, it does take some time, but, um, you know, family supportive about it. And I try and, that's why I kind of switch off a lot when I'm not doing it because I don't want to always be doing other stuff every single night for FPL. It just becomes too much. Yeah. But you know, it's important as well. If you enjoy it, to take some exactly. time for yourself. That's, that's really important. Um, I try and do the same. If I'm not traveling and I'm at home, I still will try to watch the games. I obviously have to 
give some, you know, I want to give time for the kids and, and everything, but it's also important for me to, to have my own time away from work and everything, uh, to relax. It actually, watching football helps me relax. So, so good. If you, now you, obviously you're a seasoned player. So um, you've been following the Premier League for a while. If you could pick one player, past or present for your FBL team, who would that be? Yeah, definitely past players, I think. Um, like, the first one that springs to mind is Suarez, because he was just insane. Like, he would be... Legend. Yeah. yeah he, from an FPL point of view, I mean, obviously, hate how good he was for Liverpool, but from FPL, brilliant. And probably in all my seasons of playing, because I think players like Ronaldo, Lampard, and um, Gerard and that was kind of just... I mean, Lampard was still playing when I started, but he, he wasn't in that kind of um, must-have bracket at that point. So Suarez was just fully captainable, and if I could have someone who was around um, before I started playing, it would be Ronaldo for United. Because uh, it would have just been nice to have someone like that in from United in my team. Um, but I think he left the the season I, I started playing, so I missed out on that. But yeah, Suarez was phenomenal. You just captain him every week. Job done. A bit like Salah now. True, true. Um, and tell us, your, um, Andy, to, this is how I frame it, your favourite meal and favourite drink, so you're you're on death row or something and your final meal, so you can ask for anything you want, food and drink, what are you going to go for? Yeah, I um, I, get, I guess if I'm on death row, I'm going to drink beer. Um, Jeez, death row, that's deep. A lot, a lot, a lot of it, a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you what I really like, and as a Goy man, you might have had it. Is uh, I think it's I don't know how I don't know if it's Altea or Althea. It's like the Goy Bay Brewery stuff. Um, yeah, Hale, Hale, super nice. I, I've never actually had that one, um, but um, I I do like some some craft beers and stuff, but um, I've never had that one. I've seen it on I've seen it in bars though. Yeah, it's, it's decent. That's that's, that's the, if I was going to drink beer, that's what beer I'd have. And then dinner, I think um, I think it would be Christmas dinner. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I think Christmas dinner is probably good because you only have it once a year. You get those um, pigs in blankets and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, probably Christmas dinner for me. Not like a takeaway or anything. I think, um, yeah, Christmas dinner, decent. Yeah, it's different. It's good. Yeah, I, I love a Christmas dinner, to be honest. Favourite meal of the year. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Love it. Especially for me, actually, Boxing Day, where you have the turkey and stuffing in the sandwich as well. It's even just the as leftovers, good. leftovers, yeah. Yeah, the leftovers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Without the work. <laughs> uh, so, um, we go from death row to, uh, to dying in a fire. Uh, well, hopefully not, but you have to go <laughs> fire and you need to escape. <laughs> Jeez, I'm not going to come out of this podcast well. No. Uh. Um, so, you have to fire and you could only save one non-living item, which is not your fault. What would you take with you? I think uh, I had to. Th- I think about. I had to think about this, and I actually asked the missus as well, um, and she, look, she said the same thing that I I came up with as well, which probably be my computer because I spend so much time on it, and there's so much stuff in there, um, and I kind of got out of it by saying, you know, her wedding rings and stuff she'd have on, or engagement, <laughs> engagement rings and stuff she'd have on, so she'd be out of the house. So yeah, my computer's just got so much stuff on it. I use it for so much, you know, pleasure, work. If you want to call YouTube and stuff work, um, so yeah, it'd have to be that. I think everything's on there. Would need it. That's fair. Yeah, I, I've probably and, um, I, there's something I've not said that I'm going to get like lynched for, isn't there? Something I haven't thought about. Something, on, <laughs> something sentimental. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Photos and stuff. They're all on phones and Facebook these days. That's that's, that's what we've heard regularly. Yeah. Uh, tell us. So, um, other than being a YouTube sensation, Andy, do you like that one? Yeah. Um, do you have any <laughs> sure. special 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 skill? 
I, I don't think I do. I, I really thought I tried to think about a special skill. Like, I just don't know if I do. I asked my kid uh, if he thought I had any special skills because I really couldn't think of anything. His first one was farting, uh, which I suppose is what most most little kids would say. And and then the second one was making people laugh. I I don't think that's a special skill, and I don't think I'm particularly good at it either. So, uh, but if he yeah. if he says that, that's all that matters. Exactly. He, he laughed. So that'll do me. Farting, I wouldn't really put down as a special skill unless, as a kid, you might think this is funny. Like if you can fart without sharting, farting without sharting is a special (laughs) skill. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, oh dear. Um, Right. What's your favourite type of music, Andy? Um, I'm not like a massive music fan, to be honest. Like not into gigs and stuff. I, I will listen to music most days at work and that. Um, I, I tend to just go back to what I used to listen to at school. Uh, I don't tend to listen to much new stuff. So, you know, it could be Jay-Z, Eminem, 90s music, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blink-182. Yes, um, Eminem, Jay-Z, like that. Yeah, I, I don't have anything. Like, there's not much that will come on and I'll think I have to turn this off. Like, pop music, whatever, rock. I, I really don't mind. Like, when I went to uni... Um, he used to go to this like these like metal clubs and stuff, but then I'd happily go to a, a club that's got nineties music on as well. I just I don't really mind what I listen to and I don't really have many complete favourites really. I just I'm not the biggest music fan, even though I quite listen to it a lot. I, I won't look at what's new and stuff. I'll I'll usually go back um to what I'm kinda of used to, which probably isn't a good thing to be fair. Probably should branch out a bit, but just take the easy road there, I think. Yeah, well you can't go wrong with the chili peppers anyway. Um, but um, last question for you, Andy, is um, tell us one guilty pleasure and one bad habit that you have. Yeah, I, I had to ask for this. I couldn't, I couldn't, I, felt, I struggled with these last ones. The ones that weren't FPI, I really struggled with. Um, I think bad habit, um, just just kind of stuff around the house that really annoys the missus. Like, you know, if I finish, finish like food or drink or something, I won't necessarily put the packet away. Um, and I'll just leave it back in the cupboard, which really annoys her. Um, I don't know if I've got any other real bad. I mean, I probably do. That's probably a question for someone else. I expect if you asked her, she'd have a whole list of things. Um, but I don't know if I I can think of any um, other than that one. And then and guilty pleasures again. One I struggled with. I mean, back in the day, like probably closer than I actually want to say. Um, I used to love Neighbours. I really love Neighbours to the point where when I was kind of 18, 19, 20 and I had Sky in my room, <laughs> I used to series link it so I didn't miss an episode. And Brilliant. I did that pretty much up until I came to Ireland. Um, and I, I don't really watch it now. I Sometimes if it's on, I'll go and check which characters are still in it to see which, who I remember. Um, but yeah, I had a big thing for Neighbours. I don't know why. I used to watch it as a kid and I just never stopped watching it. Um, but yeah, not, oh. not watching it now. Yeah, no, I um neighbors lunchtime used to be a big thing, especially in college. We used to be watching neighbors exactly, or yeah. crappy crappy soaps. We used to um in boarding school neighbors we used to watch because and then uh, you know it's dinner time when neighbors finished and you just yeah, run exactly. down to be first in the queue. The, the that's the <laughs> five thirty five to five to six five thirty to five to six slot. Funnily enough, my wife uh, is really into neighbors and she seriously links it now instead of watching. Oh, nice. There's no the thing is yeah. now there's no there's no characters in there I know there's like Toadie, Carl He's and Susan. Still in it. He's yeah. still in it, yeah. And uh, Carl and Susan and Paul, and that's about it. I don't know anyone else anymore. So, so. when we started watching it again, I felt like I had a twenty gap 
year gap and I still recognize some of the people. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? But, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, Carnation Street would be like that for me too. I don't think I'd know any of the people anymore. As much as one of our teams in our show, Andy, you know, DM is our bold one and Barrow captain picks for, uh, for, you know, for each game week, risky oh, one yeah. and a kind of a safe, boring one. But, uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but um, Andy, thanks a million for coming on the Three Amigos FBL show. It was a pleasure getting to know you. Thanks for having me. It was great. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.